0: Matthew chapter 13, verse 57, and so they were offended at him. And Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country and in his own house. And I want you to notice what happens next. Now, he did not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. A prophet is not without honor except in his own country and in his own house. And it's not a coincidence that the next verse is there. He did not do many mighty works. In the previous chapter, he was in Capernaum and he healed them all. But he goes to his hometown and he performs not many mighty miracles because he was not shown honor. Now, I want to talk, for you, talk to you for just a few moments today on the spirit of honor, and the power of a spirit of honor upon your life. When you find a Bible principle, when you find a Bible truth, if you will will grab hold of it and begin to practice it, it will release the mighty works. This is one of those things that I am convinced can limit your life if you don't have it, and it's a spirit of honor. If you don't have a spirit of honor, it really affects your life. We live in a generation where it's popular to disrespect honor. It's popular to show dishonor. It's popular for comedians and movies and TV shows to show dishonor to people. It's almost like if you want to be popular and you want to be known, then show more dishonor and you get a bigger microphone. Many of us, I'll speak for myself, grew up in a time when, you know, we were forced to show honor. We were taught to show honor. We were taught to honor people's property and honor people, people's places and things and honor our school teachers and honor people in authority and honor people like our mother, our father, our grandparents. We were taught That we had to honor people because of the position that they were in in our life. But now, you know, so many people have a spirit of dishonor. And it's not just dishonor is manifest by not doing what you're asked to do. But it's possible to dishonor people while doing what you were told to do. You can dishonor people with what you say. You can dishonor people with your attitude. If, if someone in authority tells you to do something and you do it sucking your teeth and rolling your eyes and spilling something all over them because you're mad you had to do it, then that is a spirit of dishonor. Give me a big amen right there. Of course, you know, I'm not promoting abuse in any way, but if we sucked our teeth when I was a little kid, we would be missing one of them for, for too long. I'm just gonna tell you like it was. We were, it was not tolerated in, in our family and in our house. A spirit of dishonor is not something that you wanna get a hold of your life. Because the, if you allow your children to dishonor you, then it's a matter of time before they get a job and they think that they can treat their boss like they treated you. And so when they lose their job later in life because they gave them a piece of their mind and the boss decided to give them a piece of a pink slip, don't be surprised if they fail at life. If you don't watch it, you allow a spirit of dishonor to attach itself to you. And what I want to talk about is this spirit of honor because it's possible to do an honoring thing in a dishonoring manner. And when you have the right spirit, it's the way you do it. We get called up. Well, I did it. I did what they asked me to do, but did you do it with the right attitude? You can be doing all the right things and still have a spirit of dishonor. Jesus said in my own hometown, this is Jesus speaking. I'm not honored. And Read the story. It shut him down. This is a big principle. Dishonor shuts down what God puts in people for you. Dishonor closes you off to whatever they have. The miraculous power of God in Jesus Christ was shut down. He didn't say he didn't want to. It said he could do no mighty works there or many mighty works there because of their unbelief and because they had dishonored him in the previous verse. They were talking and saying, is he not Joseph's son? They were dishonoring him as God in the flesh, standing there ready to perform miracles for them, but they did not show him the honor. And as a result, it cut off his power in their life. You can be under the most anointed person and not get your breakthrough and not get nothing and people all around you be getting breakthroughs and getting blessings because they have a spirit of honor. Your reception is not the thermostat for the body of Christ. (laughs) Just because you don't like a singer, or you don't like a preacher, or you don't like a way the, the woman looks, or the person who's speaking looks, or you've got a problem with this, you are not the temperature or thermometer for the body of Christ. You have to understand that if whoever you honor You get opened up and they can release. Whoever you dishonor is shut off to you. And other people around you may benefit greatly, but if you're shut off to it, you'll never get it. Your reception matters. In other words, if we develop a spirit of honor in the culture of our house, when people come in, the Bible said if you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, you receive or get their reward. You receive them in the office. You honor the office. You honor the authority. You honor the place that God has raised them up to. And when you do that, just like Matt Redmond, I believe how you receive somebody like that. He, you, you know, he's written some of the greatest songs in the body of Christ. And when you receive somebody, you, you, he releases his reward. There's something about showing honor to people that can release mighty works in your life. The next generation desperately needs to develop a spirit of honor, a culture of honor in their lives. When people come in, we want to have an honor culture in this house that even if we don't agree with everything, even if we don't agree with everything about them, can you eat the fish and spit out the bones? If somebody says the name of Jesus, can you get something good out of it? And you know what? The rest of that stuff is up to God to deal with. But if I show honor, I can get the reward. Romans 13 put it like this. It said, give tribute, give honor where honor is due. For there is no power except for God. People in position over you on the job or in life may not be qualified to be over you, but that doesn't give you the right to dishonor them because honor has to do with your own standard. No matter how someone acts, I'm not going to get over into a spirit of dishonor because honor has to do with me. And if, and if they're acting dishonorable, you know what? I'm going to pray for them, but I'm not going to get into that same spirit. No matter how someone acts, I'm not going to get over into their spirit of dishonor. I'm going to keep a spirit of honor. It affects your life. It affects your children. The Bible talks about in the book of Numbers, I think it's the 13th chapter. It talks about Miriam. It talks about Aaron and it talks about Moses Now, they were siblings. Miriam, this is really amazing. Jochebed, their mother, was a phenomenal mother, apparently, because she raised the first prophet, who was Moses. She raised the first worship leader, who was Miriam. And she raised the first high priest. She must have had some kind of culture going on in her house. And the Bible said that Moses was elevated above his siblings. And Moses decided to marry an an Ethiopian girl. So she was of a different nationality and she was of a different skin color. And the siblings didn't like it. And they had a falling out. Aaron and Miriam, the Bible said, did not agree. And they started murmuring and talking about their brother Moses and his fiance, or now his new wife. And the Bible said the Lord heard it. That, that, that blows my mind. And the scripture said, God heard them running down his friend, Moses. Um, I just want to warn you that God hears a spirit of dishonor in our life. People, you know, they begin to lose their passion for God when they take on a spirit of dishonor. When you quit honoring people and honoring God and You get an ugly spirit and you you, you get you cut them off because you don't like this about them or you don't like that and you can no longer receive from what they have and what God has gifted them with. That's, That's not their loss, it's your loss. And it's like a car that runs out of gas. I've seen it. I've seen people who get in church and they get offended at somebody and they lose the honor in it And because they don't like something that was said or done. And the next thing you know, they can't receive and they're like a, they're like a car out of gas sitting out there. And nobody can preach you into happy and nobody can sing you into happy. And people can be rejoicing all around you, but you are empty. And it has to do with your own spirit of dishonor. I'm preaching good today. The Lord heard it. Somebody shout the Lord heard it. And this is the part of the story that got me. And God said, "Tell them, Moses, tell those, those the, your your sister and your brother that are talking about you, tell them to meet me at the door of the tabernacle." This is the only time when God in the Old Testament was not behind the veil. Once a, t- once a year, the only way you could get back there was for the high priest to go through. He was the only one. God stayed behind the veil. But on this day, he, he got so upset with them dishonoring the one that he had raised that the scripture said that God said, tell them to meet me at the door. I'm not waiting on them to come back into the third level back here. I want to meet them. I'll be waiting at the door. Wow. God said, I'm breaking the rules. I'm not going to let them dishonor Moses in the tabernacle. That's my first earthly church. In other words, listen, I believe God was thinking like this. I believe it so disturbed him because he said, I'm not about to let the same spirit that got in Lucifer, that dishonored me in heaven, now get in my first church down there on earth. I am a God who believes in honor, in authority. And God met them at the door. And he said, who do you think you are? You ought to, re- you ought to read it. He said, who do you think you are? He starts saying things like this. I talked to everybody else in dreams and visions and prophecies, but I talked to Moses face to face. And you got the nerve to come up in here you, 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 you're, you're eating the food he prayed in. You, you're drinking the water that he struck with a stick and, a, and turned into a water fountain. And you're drinking it and complaining about it. And you're wearing those clothes for 40 years. And as your feet grew, they grew. And as your belly got bigger, your shirt went out there. And you, and, and you, every, all this stuff and all you can do is murmur and complain. And the Bible said... That they had a problem with his wife because of her color, and the scripture said that leprosy came on Miriam and she turned white. <laughs> it's kind of funny. And Moses, being the meekest, runs to God. I, I actually I almost want to turn there because it, it's it's really remarkable. In in Numbers chapter 12, he turns to He Moses being the meekest, you know, he turns and says, God, please, this is my sister. She can't die of leprosy. Please, Lord. Most of us, most of you being people out there, you'd say, get good, good, get her, kill her. But not Moses. Moses had the right spirit. And listen to what God said. Listen to what God said in verse 14. And the Lord said to Moses, Well, if her father if she had disrespected her father, he'd have spit in her face. <laughs> God said that. <laughs> this is how serious honor is to God. God said that he'd have spit in her face and he would have shamed her, uh, shamed her seven days. She had at least had to sit outside the camp for seven days for just showing dishonor to her father. He'd have spit on her and put her and put her outside the camp for seven days. Now watch this. So God said, I just decided to give her leprosy. And Moses said, please, Lord, please. But listen to this. Leprosy carries with it isolation. And God said, let her have leprosy for seven days. And when you've got leprosy, you haven't got to tell people to not get around you. The principle is this. If a person has a spirit of dishonor, you're supposed to treat them like a leopard. You're supposed to treat them like they have leprosy until they get over their little negativism. Because leprosy is contagious. Dishonor is contagious. Leprosy is a disease that affects your nerve ending and it causes you to lose feeling. And when a person has a spirit of dishonor, they lose the ability to feel God anymore. They're singing, but you can't feel it. They're preaching, but you can't feel it. The anointing is flowing, but you can't feel it. You've lost the ability to feel when you allow dishonor to come into your life. In Genesis chapter 9, Noah spent 40 days and nights locked up on a boat with a bunch of animals and his family, and he got off instantly and got drunk. And you would have too. (laughs) He was drunk and he was uncovered in his tent. And Ham, one of his boys, came into the tent and saw his father's nakedness. He saw some uncovered flesh. This is very important. I, I don't care how spiritual people act around you. I don't care how holy and anointed they are when they're behind a pulpit. Don't you ever forget that somewhere there is some flesh. And it's a matter of time before you see it. And some of you are sitting out there so sanctimonious right now. And the funny thing is, we will probably see your flesh in the parking lot before you even leave here. Your holy-fied self just sitting there looking at me at every campus and you'll get out in the parking lot and disrespect the guy with the vest because he's, he's the authority over that parking lot. Not you just trying... <laughs> I didn't come to hear this this morning. This is exactly what you need to hear. (laughs) It's funny. It's funny how we we think we can just go anywhere and disrespect people and dishonor people. We were taught if I'm in somebody's house, I show honor. I show honor. I preach in all kinds of places for all kinds of denominations and stuff. I don't go in and preach something that I know would dishonor the man that I'm speaking for. I preach the gospel. I preach, but I believe the Holy spirit allows us to preach what can be honored in that house. Does that make sense? We're not to be a bunch of dishonoring people. And I'm going to, I'm going to give you a newsflash. Most of the people that God uses are not that they have flesh. I don't understand why God uses who he uses. It blows my mind. Why do you think I'm standing here? I question. I I really do. I say, God could, can't you find somebody else to do this? I like what Paul said. He said, Not many wise are called. He, I don't know what the Corinthians did to him. I don't know if they gave him a bad honorarium or what, but he just starts ripping into them. And he, he, says, he says, Not many wise, there's not many wise among you. And then he really gets insulting. He says, And there's not many good looking. He does, he says that. He says, Really, the, the, he's, he's hidden it from the prudent and the wise and given it to the simple. I guess, I guess God's trying to say like this, I want to see how you do with the position of authority even when, even when you're more qualified to be there than they are, but God put them there to test your spirit because sometimes God would rather have somebody leaning on him that has a humble spirit than somebody who's so qualified that they would be crazy if they ever got there. So hence you have people like me with a microphone. That's how it works. How many of you are glad he said not many wise are among you that God uses? How many of you are glad? How may, come on, the rest of you. Uh, how many of you are glad he, he said not many good looking? Let me see your hands. Some of you ought to raise a foot and, a, and two hands. I'm getting ugly too. He said, listen to this. He saw some flesh and he ran out and told everybody. And he dishonored his father. He ran out and told his brothers what he saw. Noah was in the tent, speaks of his covering, and he starts slandering and spread it. And guess what I know? And guess what I saw? I'm not talking about weirdness. I'm not talking about you you just look the other way and blatant sin and all that. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about this, this spirit of dishonor. Do you understand what I'm saying? The Bible deals with problems. When there's problems, you deal with them and confront them and all of that. But we must have a spirit of honor on our lives. His brothers, watch this, his brothers hear about it and they get a blanket, two of his brothers, and they go into the same tent and they take the blanket and they won't even face him, they back up and walk in backwards and cover him. Why? Because they had a spirit of honor. He's just a man And we're covering him. Noah has the blessing of the entire world in his mouth. What he pronounces over these boys, the prophecy that he will release, will touch the whole world. And he then prophesies, Shem, you will be the head of the Semitic tribes and you'll do amazing things. And Japheth, you'll, you'll be over the European tribes and you will be spread out. And he prophesies amazing things. But then he gets to the boy Ham, and I've heard people mispreach this and they said that Ham was cursed but that's not what the Bible says. Read it. The Bible said that Ham was not cursed but watch this. He said curse it be Cain your son. Ham was the one who dishonored him and he said curse it be Ham your son, or Cain your son because what you did is going to the next generation. I submit to you today that the spirit of honor will either elevate you and your children and your grandchildren, or it will absolutely decimate you. A spirit of dishonor will take them down the wrong path. But if I honor God and honor people, it will be passed down and it will affect my children and my children's children. I just shared with you in 25 minutes, 20, 30 years of wisdom. And I'm here today to declare a spirit of honor over you. To honor God, to honor authority. I don't care what the mob is doing, I don't care what the press is screaming, I don't care what others are doing. We are to be people of honor. May there be a culture of honor in this house, and on our house, and on our children, and our children's children. We don't have to agree with everybody. That we honor, we honor the office if we can't honor the person. May not like it when, you know, what they do, but honor the office. And I just don't like it when people get personal. Show honor. Let this be a house of honor. Honor the Lord. Honor leaders, honor pastors, honor authority, honor police, honor all manner of men, government leaders, honor the office. Even if you can't honor the person, don't be caught up in a spirit. It is a spirit of dishonor. Don't do it. Don't do it. Do you want the mighty works? When you get a spirit of dishonor, he could do no mighty works. Do you want mighty works released in your life? Keep a spirit of honor. I honor God, therefore I honor all all people who are in authority. The Bible said God allowed them to be there whether you agree with it or not. So be careful. Check yourself. The Bible said husbands honor your wives. As Christ Love the church, love your wives. Honor them. Do you have a spirit of honor for your husband? Do you have a spirit of honor for your wife? Or do you just treat them like they're nothing? Honor one another. The Bible said, children, honor. One of the big 10 commandments, thou shalt honor thy mother and thy father. They're not perfect people. You're gonna see some flesh, but honor them. Let's disconnect from this spirit of dishonor and say, I'm not going to dishonor people that God has put in a position of authority. I'm going to pray for them. God, heal our leprosy. I close with this, Proverbs 15, before honor comes humility. 2 Timothy 5, 17, let the elders who rule well be worthy of double honor. It's an attitude of respect. It's manifest respect. Proverbs 3 and 9 says, Honor the Lord with your substance and the first fruits of your increase. What you did today in giving to the house of the Lord is you honored the Lord and God says, I see it and I release mighty things. And so I did all of that to get to this. How many of you received this word? Say yes. Doesn't matter if you do or not, it's true. So I got up this morning and the Holy Spirit impressed me that he wanted to heal people in this room physically that would be here. And when you begin to honor the Lord and when you enter into a culture of honor and you get all of the disrespect out and you start honoring God and honoring one another, mighty works can be released wonder what miracles that little town of Nazareth missed because he could do no mighty works because they were not showing proper honor to Jesus how many of you would like to give great honor to Jesus this morning stand up on your feet and don't move because I'm gonna tell you what I believe God's gonna do would you for the next few moments create a culture and an atmosphere of honor to Jesus Christ By lifting your hands as high as you can get them and opening up your mouth if you're not ashamed, turning up the voice box that you've got to about five and a half, open your mouth and as loud as you can get it out right now, begin to honor Jesus. Lift up honor and praise. Call Him your healer. Call Him your deliverer. Call Him the one who sets you free. Call Him right now. Give honor. Release that dishonor. Just say, I'm done with that. I let go of that spirit of offense. I let go of that stuff. I let go of that. I'm not, I don't want to be a part of dishonor. I want to be a part of a culture of honor. Come on, we're going to honor Jesus. We're gonna honor Jesus this morning. He deserves the highest praise. He deserves the greatest glory. Begin to glorify Him to exalt Him. Honor Him for the healer that He is, for the miracle worker. All of you who have been healed right now, just honor Him and call Him healer. All of you who have been delivered from drugs and alcoholism, honor Him as a deliverer. All of you who have been financially blessed beyond anything you could have ever imagined, honor Him as Jehovah Jireh. Lift your hands and honor Him as your provider, the one whose open doors no man can shut. Just begin to praise Him as out loud, take it up a notch, take it up a notch. Show great honor to Jesus. It's creating a culture of honor that releases the mighty works. The mighty works right there where you are, watching by television, watching on the internet, at all of our campuses. Fill the room with great honor for Jesus. All hail the power of Jesus' name. Let angels prostrate fall and crown Him. Crown Him Lord of all. Lord over demons. Lord over disaster. Lord over disease. Lord over every circumstance here today. Begin to worship Him. Honor Him. Show Him great honor. We don't give honor to whom honor is due enough. How many of you believe the Lord deserves a double honor? You've been doing good now, double He deserves the praise. He deserves the glory. You didn't have anything when he found you. And so, I speak this over this congregation at every campus, wherever you are. If you need healing in your body, I want you to lift your hands up high toward heaven. Those of you streaming live live. You may be in the intensive care unit, in hospitals, wherever you are. We have created an atmosphere of honor here that's going to release the mighty works. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Does anybody still believe that? And the Lord said to me this morning in my spirit, I don't hear audible voices, but He said to me in my spirit in a way that I know when I hear Him. He said, you are to speak life. Somebody is sick, bad reports from the doctor, and you're in the crosshairs of the spirit of death. But we speak life to you in the name of Jesus. Cancer, back up. Heart disease, go away. Respiratory problems, be healed. Blood disorder, be made whole. Right now, lift your hands and begin to believe God for a spirit of life. Come on, speak life. Everybody, speak life. Speak life. He said, he said you shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. Say you're my healer and I honor you as my healer. You're my deliverer and I honor you as my deliverer. You're the one who sets me free from alcoholism, drug addiction. I, I will have peace. I will overcome depression. I will come out of torment mentally. In Jesus' name, just lift your Hands and honor Jesus. He's in this room. He's in this room. He's right there. We honor you, Jesus. I want everyone under the sound of my voice at every campus who would say, Pastor Jensen, I've not been honoring the Lord with my life. I know I'm dishonoring Him the dishonoring spirit that I've had, I know what's right, I know what's wrong, and I've not been honoring Him with my body, with my mind, with my time, with my talents, with my life, with my affection, with my attention. And I'd like to surrender my life to Jesus Christ today. Every day that you walk away from the cross and the blood and the name of Jesus as your Savior, you're dishonoring the one who gave you the breath that you breathe. And mighty works are waiting on you. You shut down the peace and the joy and the purpose of God in your life by dishonoring the Lord and doing your own thing. But if you'll honor the Lord in this room today, He's going to save you, cleanse you, and release mighty things that you know not of, like the power of the Holy Spirit. Pastor, I know I'm not right with God, and I'd like to get right with God. Just bow your heads for a moment at every campus and pray under your breath. Pastor, I'd love to honor the Lord today and give Him my life. Pray for me. I need a change. I'm ready. I'm ready for a new beginning. Pray for me today. I want to honor Jesus for the rest of my life. Pray for me. If that's you, quickly lift your hand high and unashamed all over this room. Hands all over this room. It's amazing. At every campus, at every campus. Every one of you that raised your hand, I'm not going to beg you. I'm not going to plead with you. you got to do this as an act of honor. Step out of your seat and walk down this aisle and stand right down here at every campus. There's pastors that are moving toward the altar. And right now, you get out of your seat right where you are. This campus, if you're in overflow, you can come in. You can either go down there. There's a pastor there. You can come in here. But come on, come on, come on, come on. If you're in overflow in Gwinnett or wherever you are, come on, come on, come on. Here they come, here they come. I want to get right with God. I want to get, I want to get free. I want to get delivered. I've, I've cut off the mighty works. I've not been honoring God. I've been living for self and living for sin. I want to live for Jesus. I want to live for Jesus. Come on. They're coming. Clap your hands. Chains are breaking. Chains are breaking. Chains are breaking. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Somebody else needs to come. I'll wait just another moment. Come on. Come on. You're on the verge of making the greatest decision of your life. You're not honoring the Lord, and he says, I honor those that honor me. If you want God to honor you, then honor the Lord this morning and take a step toward the cross and forgiveness and grace. Here they come. Here they come. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. Here they come. Come on. Somebody else needs to come. Somebody else needs to come. There's, a, there's mighty works waiting on you. Things you can't do, God can do. Things you can't fix, God can fix. Wonderful. Wonderful, 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 wonderful. Let's pray this prayer out loud. Everybody, under the sound of my voice at every campus, say these words out loud. Lord Jesus, there is no other name given to men that we can be saved but the name of Jesus. I put all of my confidence, all of my faith in Jesus the one who died and who rose again and is coming back again. Jesus, I surrender to you, and I will live to honor you for the rest of my life. I give you my talents, I give you my body, I give you everything about me so that it'll bring honor and glory to you. You are my king, you are my savior, you are my Lord, and I worship you.